It's time for Cofield and Company. You guys were greater. And we've been up and down on this journey to the cup. Pass it to Marcy. Marcy, you got something to say? No, 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 no. Listen to me. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a wrecking ball to take me out of here. They're going to need to send in the National Guard or get SWAT team. From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Yeah, that was crazy. Wild Bill up on stage with a microphone after, uh, what do you have, like two beers? <laughs> you think he had more? At once. It was great. And uh, I love the open tying it to the, uh, yeah, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. He didn't want to leave. They shouldn't have made him leave. Just mm-hmm. let him go. Nobody talked about anything else from the entire parade. By the way, I didn't realize how like big a dude Natty is, and he still you could tell he still lifts. It's like all tied it up, the arms. When he was oh, yeah. like, How about give the mic to Marshy? <laughs> I don't uh, First of all, I don't know me. how Carlson took a mic on his own, by the way. Like nobody gave him a he mic. Just, he just found he it. went and found one. <laughs> and as we're there watching <laughs> it, we're all saying, Wait, where did he get that mic <laughs> from? Who He's about to mic? talk. <laughs> this is gonna be great. And then the great one was uh, Marsh is so new he shouldn't be talking. Yeah, because I there was a moment where they were like, "Hey, he's gonna get he's gonna get the mic," and he was like, "No, I'm good." He knew he could not do it. <laughs> not a good idea. It that was, was fun though. Was that was great. a lot of fun. It was, it was it was definitely fun to be there, and you know, the the just the culmination of everything to get here and say, "Okay, finally, this is this is over. We can just go on to a summer now." So. There weren't any problems uh, kind of with the the event proper, we'll say. There was something thwarted. We'll mention that a little later on in this hour. But the parade went well. And it's funny. We spent a lot of the week saying, hey, we know how to do this. We know how to do this. And we also know how to do celebrations, right? After they won the Stanley Cup, there wasn't a lot of jabroniism out there. They cleared out Toshiba pretty quickly. People just got the hell out of there. They weren't looking to fight each other or hang on light posts or, you know, jump off stuff. Because... Vegas knows how to manage a party. Vegas knows how to manage a celebration. Well, know how to put rules in place so people don't have a big party. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. part of it. Part right, of it. right. Um, and then there was the Mexico-USA soccer game. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. First of all, what was going on inside the stadium where all of a sudden they're like, all right, the chance back. All right, game over. Which I don't. You got to tell me how bad it was because I. They've got to stop chanting it, but I don't know how you get thousands of people to stop chanting. I'm not sure. It sh- should it be in the hands of anyone to cancel the rest of the game? Well, they didn't really cancel the rest of the game. I mean, it was it was over anyway, and when it's stoppage time, you can just kind of cut it off whenever you want, okay. essentially. Um, so it didn't really end it early, early. Uh, I would make the case because I saw it. I, I then saw it on Sunday where the K 
Canadian fans started doing it with their own team. And this is really this is about the smartest Canadian fans. fans are doing it. It's the smartest fans I've ever seen in my life. A small group huh. was doing it to try to just get the game over. Like we don't just end this. No, like they were just doing it like mockingly of like, yeah. hey, if we do this, maybe it'll work for us. Maybe too. they'll just end the game. <laughs> we don't want to. Were they chanting the Spanish word or the translation? No, the Spanish. Okay, which was funny. I thought, um, but yeah, it, look, it's. It is what it is. I know some Mexican soccer fans very well. They're they get mad because they're like, it doesn't mean what you guys are saying it means, which is the old argument that we've had over and over again through time of you know certain words in the English language right. of you know there. I don't even want to say you know, you know <laughs> I don't indicate what words they are, but there are words that many people, including ourselves, probably used when we were younger that didn't mean what the meaning is. You use them. And then at some point people said, "Hey, this is how this is what we feel that means. We don't like it." And you said, "Okay, like I understand." And if you're a good person, you're like, "Okay, I understand. I'll take the, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. Try to stop." And if you're a jerk, you're like, "Don't tell me what to say." <laughs> like, "Okay, well that's fine." But if you if you understand what why people are affected by something and why it hurts them, then you take that into consideration, probably stop saying what you're saying. Like it, that's just common courtesy. And so I know that there's Mexican fans that say it doesn't mean what the what you American people say that it means. It's not what it means. So stop telling us what to chant. So I understand that part of it. But I what my response is is there are times when people say, "Hey, this is hurtful for this reason," and then you have to make the decision right. if you're a good person or not. If you're going to stop saying it, and I think that there's people that just, just probably just stop. So reading about some of the outrage on this. There were suggestions that the U.S. may look at not allowing the Mexican team on U.S. soil again. Right, stop, stop. Because by the way, let's let's not kid ourselves. It, and it, it it happens at lights games here in town. It does, and they take they actually take steps to stop it. Try to yeah. Um, if if people have been to a lights game when the other team is is on a goal kick, which is when this chant happens, they have their in studio host start a chant right before it. Like, viva lights, viva lights, to try to stop them from doing it, but they do it. Like, it's just, it's ingrained in a certain part of soccer culture, and, like, I get that, I get, I get both sides of it, but my, my take on, usually on words, you know, cancelable or whatever you want to say, is you have to understand why people are affected by it, why they're hurt by it, and then make a decision if you're, you know, decent or not to stop saying it. So the story of the weekend was USA handling Mexico pretty easily, handling Canada. We're going to talk to uh, Jenny Ruiz, who's on the broadcast for Paramount, doing the coverage. I'm impressed with the fact that you know they they rolled to Concacaf, but there is a story that's kind of overarching on this thing that I'm very confused by. They have all this young talent. They seem to be going in the right direction. There was a lot of tumult, you know, the last. Big, big, big event. These guys were all around each other, and it was all around the coach. Yeah. What's why? What's going on here? Greg Ber- Berhalter got pushed out uh, in large part be- his own doing because of uh, problems away from the soccer field. What do you have? A domestic violence issue, right, or incident? An allegation from a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. That one of the players' parents tried to bring up. Okay. Uh, to try to to try. Who was his roommate to, in college? Yeah, who was roommate in college? Okay. It's, it's a whole. I mean, it's a whole. So you thing. think it's fake, and that's why he's back? I don't. I don't know. Because that wasn't the only problem with Burhalter on no, the roster. No, there there's there was issues, but look, he has 
he has built the U.S. into, and I've I've I said this what, going back three years on the show. I think you were annoyed by like stop looking so far ahead, but 2026 is the year. It always has been the year. It's always been the target, and he has built them up to a point where they're they are going to compete in 2026. Like it's going to happen. Well, I'm enthused by what's happening now. Is, is that Burhalter? His recruiting a, efforts he, to get all these young guys. To... He has a pretty big role in it. Okay, and there I would have to imagine there was enough conversations. That there's enough players that are on board, yeah. That are is the, is the leader of the team on board? Well, Pulisic is the leader of the team, not Gio. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I meant, I meant, yeah. Yeah, I have to imagine that he gave a blessing. Okay. Like, I don't think they do this without. All right. At least, at least him. So being on board with it. What have we talked about for whatever you know, sixteen years, twenty years, about this team being on the verge of you know, hey, got to turn the corner by having what? Elite striker or strikers, are they there? They have some you know, some real neophytes here who may be the guys. Yeah, but I mean, I think this team is it's going to be a midfield team. Like that's what they are. They've got, I mean, they've got they've got guys, and they're they're really good in goal, and they're really good in the midfield. And I think the 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 back line is coming around. Like I think that they're they're developing at a pretty good level. So, but this is a midfield-based team. Like, there's, okay. there's really All no right. question about that uh, going forward. But it's like this team is just solid. It's the organization. The when you watch them play, they're always in the right place. They're always doing the right things. They're really not making blunders um, that are going to, you know, ruin them going forward. Okay. Like this is this is a a level that we have not seen them play. The consistency, the depth, everywhere else is really good. I love this. We're going to file that all away for about 20 minutes from now when our guest comes in because she's a coach and I want I want you two to have a soccer discussion and I will listen. I trust you, but a lot of the stuff you're saying, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I don't I don't know. I don't know if that floats my boat in terms of look, I mean, actually they're, being they're, able to finish in games. Look, the region is not great right now, right. but they are dominant okay. in CONCACAF right now. All they're right. dominant. Well, Damon, we should give Adam – and the rest of his teammates at the RJ, a big congrats. Wow. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Really heartfelt from Ramon, I feel. What was it? Stop. What was this section you guys had out? Uh, there's plenty of them. I know you were but working the, on it for a while. Sunday, uh, what, yesterday, I guess. God, days are yeah. not realistic anymore. We had an 80-page section yesterday. And you guys. That we started after the game Tuesday night. Yeah, which is incredible. And th- basically three writers. Yeah, a group of the, definitely to say the group of editors and everybody back on the desk. Awesome job reading all of our nonsense. But um, eighty pages came out yesterday, and people were very impressed that the A's, UFC, Aviators, the Speedway, um, full page, congrat ad or ads. Those were all separate pages. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Well, that's what happened. Well, that makes Just it worth it, right? To go behind the scenes, <laughs> kind of advertising money you get for that—it's good stuff. I think I can. Good job. I think I can say this. I don't think it's you know, like an industry secret or anything yeah. like that. I'll, I'll say that uh, I think it was supposed to be a twenty-four page section, but so many people wanted to be a part of it and buy ads in it. Just it grew. It was growing like four pages every ten minutes. What an idea! That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Not great for you if you have to fill with content because yeah. you can't just have like fifty straight pages of ads. I don't know. I don't know how many people. If you, I'll say this: if you out there, if you're listening, if you read my entire timeline that I wrote. Thank you. Uh, I don't know how how you have that much time in the day. 
It was wild. For context, I know people don't understand, you know, how how long stories are necessarily, but if you read a, like a normal front page story in a newspaper, it's probably 15 to 18 inches of copy. The timeline was 143 inches of every date that's been significant in developing hockey in Las Vegas. So everyone got involved in the yay Vegas and good for the Knights. Sure. Big community effort. Sure. A lot of pride. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That's good. That's good. Are you going to call out somebody that didn't buy an ad in the paper? No, I have no idea. I didn't track it. I didn't buy it. Um, I'm sure you're going to give me one for free. Uh, I saw that the A's- I went and bought one last night, by the way. I had to go to six stores to finally find one. <laughs> I saw that. Which store was it at? Uh, it was a gas station out in Sohi. Actually had one left. And the guy, they didn't have it on the rack. And the guy was like, I think we still have one in the back. I'm like, all right. There you go. Thank you. You're buying your own collectibles with your own stories. I did. Did the A's also uh, put up a billboard? To get involved, I saw one. Where was the billboard? I think it was a couple different. I thought it was a digital. Yeah, a digital by yeah, a couple yeah. different places. There was one right by Legion Stadium. Yeah. Raiders control that? Uh, they must not. <laughs> Do you think they would turn it down? It, it actually was the sign, the digital board, one of them right in front of Allegiant. Yeah, but not not the, it's not the because there's a digital the board on the stadium. No, not there's on the one. stadium. The that, board right there. Yeah, I think that I think they control that. I don't think they do. You think they would have turned down money from the A's? Yes. They would have quadrupled the rate. No, I yeah, you can do would. it. Here is the price. I believe they that would. That sounds kind of high, guys. Well, for you, it is. I believe they would have turned it down. You think? I do. Oh boy, is the heat on that much still? Has it just? Has it? Is it? Did you read Mark's quotes? <laughs> well, what recent or the original? From like three months ago. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. did it cool down. That was not fresh. That was lingering for 15 years. Okay. Well, I don't know. We all agreed to give him the money. Now we, you know, but we, we all did. Be yeah, we. Yeah, well, we? well I'd... okay. The community as a whole, I don't know how to even say it. Our it's legislators and, Lombar- and Lombardo decided to give them money. Lombardo yeah. decided to give them money. This is a one man issue. How big of a baseball fan do you guys think he is? Right now, he's going to be huge because if they're bad, it's going to be on him. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> please win. Please sign free agents. Come on. It's a one-man job. So <laughs> their success or failure is all based on one person. Did you see Steve Yeager over the weekend, the assemblyman, who said, Vegas doesn't tolerate teams that don't win? I did. It's not the exact quote, but people in Oakland then took it, and all they kept sending out was, oh, yeah, UNLV football. Do you guys understand, do you guys understand what tolerate means? Yeah. Tolerate is they don't go to games. People won't buy tickets. It's pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah. And the attendance for UNLV football has gotten a little bit better. UNLV basketball right now is at like a recent all-time low. And they're not they're not losing losing. They win 17 to 19 games. That's what Jaeger, I think, meant by tolerate. Tolerate here means you get real support. And if you don't win, you don't get the support that you want. Not that hard to understand, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I understood. No, I wasn't. It. I there saw was a so lot many of. Twe- I saw so many tweets about it, and I was like, I'm not going to. I, and I asked one person, and of course, it's always the anonymous person with 27 followers. I was like, Do you know what tolerate means? And the person answered like, They should have dropped the program in football when they lost to Howard. I'm like, I'm very familiar with UNLV football, and that's not that's not what tolerate is. Yeah, they're not. They don't put up with them. Which maybe maybe. Jaeger to dumb it down should have said, 
they will not be supported if they don't win. It's not, you know, I, I, well, it's Twitter. Also, you don't have that much space to do it. I mean, I had a lot. There's the things I had a lot bigger issues with Mr. Yeager and his explanations the other day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I like him very there's, much. There's a lot to get into. I like him very much. Hopefully, we can get him on that Twitter thread. We have I not tried. I will. I will say right now. Yes, I had many, many tweets typed out. And decided not to send. Just them. keep just just yeah. type them out and then erase. And I had a DM typed out to him also. Yeah. And I did. Oh really? Send it. Yeah. Oh, you DM stuff like that, huh? Well, I, I well I was going to put it publicly. Yeah. And I said I shouldn't do this. Yeah. And then I was like, let me send a DM. I knew it. And I didn't do it. Yeah. I was infuriated by a lot of what he said. So, uh, throughout the process, but on the other hand, full credit to him for being unbelievably transparent. Uh, Where is everyone else commenting on yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, I was happy. Where are my reps? Where's my senator? Yeah, where's my assembly person? Yeah, I I was. I I thought unbelievable respect to him for saying this is my thought process. This is why I voted. This is why I did what I did. Now a lot of it, I said, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? Um, And I thought he was wrong about a couple of things outright. But in the end, him taking accountability and saying this is why I made the vote that I did. Here's my explanation for it. Was very good. You know, I was going to avoid all this today because I. I was brewing and play stewing the, over the weekend. Play, nah, the, you know, play the here, Calypso music. Well, well here's here's the other thing. Uh, I think we've been very nice in the media. I, I don't need to sit here and bash Oakland and what kind of sports city it is. And like I I understand you guys are going through a tough time. It sucks losing a team. But what I don't need is some of their media members to start sports explaining us. <laughs> okay. Which I like the guy Brody Brazil who was on Q show last week, and we'll have him on eventually. But and I understand he's like he's not objective right now. He's probably a little annoyed. But when he starts wagging his finger over like VGK hockey, right? And oh, like the the immaturity of this market. Like brother, you have no idea who's in this market. All right. Most of the people here are transplants. You know where we came from? Real markets, better than the Bay Area. Better. More intense. Settle down. My, my More dubs. cynical. My dubs are in the Bay Area. You gotta, don't but knock, you're not really, don't knock th- my fans. That whole thing. Base. But I don't, need, I don't need Bay Area fans lecturing us on sports. Are you serious? The Bay Area? The ones who are not, are not even tough enough to be honest about some of the, we'll say, uh, less than stellar character dudes who have played in their city. I dare most media people in a lot of these markets, to cover the A's coming here the way we did. I dare you, because you wouldn't do it. Because you're panties. And there was no agenda here. We just didn't like it. But when I saw that repeatedly over the weekend, it's like, bro, we are in Vegas. Listen, there's a lot of Californians here. But we are from Chicago, a biting sports market. Cleveland, Buffalo, Boston, New Jersey, New York, Philly, I don't need to be lectured on like what sports is and you know how long it takes and the tough times. Don't don't get me going on tough times because then I'll have to play the Dusty Rhodes hard time speech. And but that that just got me over the weekend. I'm like, we've all been civil. I don't need lectures on how easy it was for VGK from the Bay Area with the San Jose Sharks who've been. Oh my God. You've had 31 years of hockey. You know the sport so well. Oh, yeah, everyone, when people think of hockey, they're like, oh, yeah, one of the original six, San Jose. See? That's why I didn't want to do that.
But it just got me. I'm like, stop lecturing us. Please. We understand you're hurt. It blows. But do I go here? I, don't, I shouldn't do it. Should I do it? Do it. I'll do it real quick. Um, when, when the Nets, right? And I was a Nets fan since I was a kid. When the Nets moved to Brooklyn and they're still in the market, but that ain't Jersey. You know what I didn't do on radio? You know what I didn't do on TV? Cry. All right, we got some soccer talk coming up here in five minutes. Jenny Ruiz, who coaches over at UNLV, the women's soccer program. Also a big-time national broadcaster, part of the uh, Paramount Plus broadcast of USA Soccer on Sunday. Boy, the studio got real empty real quick <laughs> after that block. You guys all right? Come on. You okay? Uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> what did you say, Adam? Just uncomfortable. Just We're good. Un- Why? Do you not want to be attached to this when the uh, Bay Area media comes at it? I wasn't here. Oh, they're not, they're not going to come at anyone. First of all, they, they believe they're too good to uh, look down their nose at Vegas. So The one guy was even impressed that you knew anything about you know the Oakland State. Howard Terminal. Yeah. 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 Which, Same guy, by the again, way. Again, I said, speaks, speaks really poorly of uh, San Fran Sports Talk Radio, if that's what they've come to accept. Or it could be a TV person, and we know, not in this market, but a lot of TV people are very arrogant when it comes to sports radio. Most of them can't do it. But, uh, yeah, we actually research stuff. We don't just come on and, you know, we're not just blowhards. We're aware of what's been going on in Oakland. So if you missed it, my, my whole rant, we'll post uh, a lot of it um, on video after the show. Uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, uh, if you're going to post the video, just, like, blur our faces out. <laughs> Do you want your faces blurred out? Be like, you could have stopped at DeMond as he was annihilating the Bay Area and their sports fans. I think the Bay Area has really good sports fans. I think they have good – Media, uh, I'm just a little tired of us in Vegas, and I say it all the time. We're Sports Siberia because no one has any idea who actually lives here. <laughs> we have people from all over the country who are incredibly tough, uh, and they're educated sports fans. There are some that are not who are new to being a sports fan, but many are freaking have been hardened over the years. And you know, the other thing I'll throw in there is just part of our discussion last week about being proud to be from Vegas and how the Knights brought everyone together after one October is. And I, I'd hope you back me on this one. I think you have to be tough to live here, um, and especially if you can't. You know, if you've been here for like twenty or 30, you know thirty years, like if you live here for three years and you bail, it's a very transient city. Uh, this is a place that's it, it can be hard to live in. It can be. You know, there's a lot that listen. It's in city for a reason. There are a lot of vices, and in a twenty four hour town, there are a lot of losers around the country that if they came here would freaking crumble. And I've seen it happen. People come here and they can't control themselves. The people who have been here forever, you go, you have a lot of temptation and to keep it under control and keep it together. I think it actually takes a, a, a character that's a little higher than in a lot of places. I, I mean, I've always disagreed with that. That's a, an argument that we can, I, I think it's almost, it's almost better because you can, not almost better, it is better because it's amazing everything about Las Vegas, but like when if you go to another place where you don't have those obvious things out there, you're going to find ways to do it in other areas, and you're just going to be more destructive because you're the only one out doing crazy things at four in the morning and on drugs and weird things. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I've always thought kind of the opposite approach of that: of hey, this is just a place where those things can go on and happen, and it can I mean, be their own a, world. Not everyone can deal with no rules. So yeah. there are a lot of people around the country; they need rules. That's fair. We have no rules. I love it. I love this city. I think the fans here are awesome. I think when you roll in the sportsbook community, it's a very cynical place. 
and look at how he handled. Look at how in large number. I think this is the biggest pushback I've ever seen in terms of a major league team wanting to come to a city. And in mass, there were a lot of people here who were like, no, this is not the right team. Yeah, we love major league sports, but we're not begging to have a team here. Reina, looking to the edge of the six, and it's Chris Richards with the opener. He's been beaming with confidence. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. That was cool. Real cool. Good weekend for U.S. men's soccer. I can only get worked up about so much. Well, it was cool to watch uh, parade or celebrations on back-to-back days because I got to be there for the Knights Parade. Okay. And then I uh, got to watch the U.S. get their trophies yesterday at, at Allegiant Stadium. That was fun. That's Adam Hill. It's Steve Cofield. Cofield and Company, ESPN Las Vegas. We've got a uh, hometown hero who was actually part of the broadcast uh, yesterday and uh, last Hi. week. Jenny Ruiz is on the horn with Steve and Adam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're very fired up. When we start speaking soccer, I think I know about it, but I kind of don't. Uh, Adam really follows it strongly, so I was like, you know, we got to bring in a coach and an analyst to break things down. So we'll get to the, the nitty-gritty here in a second, but just give me your overall thoughts on what USA did this weekend in CONCACAF. Yeah, overall, I, I feel like the United States really solidified themselves with a very dominant performance, beating Mexico 3-0 and then winning uh, in the final 2-0. So it's two shutouts, five goals for That was a very dominant performance, and it kind of solidified themselves as the king of this region, so the king of CONCACAF. What about Allegiant as a soccer venue? I know there's some criticisms of how the field fits and everything else, but um, I love big matches here. Are we going to continue to see more of them, or is it just too much of a hindrance? Uh, well, you're going to get a Gold Cup. The Gold Cup, I think, sure. is scheduled to play. So that's exciting. And then they're, they're going to bring in you know Premier League teams. So I think it's Las Vegas, so it's always going to happen. But you're right to say as far as you know, the field dimensions are a little bit narrow, Um which which isn't it, it it isn't remarkably you know off the mark, um, but the ve- the venue's good. I think that they weren't really prepared for what they experienced on Thursday night with the um, Mexican fans. Yeah, it was a great experience. Were I, I, this uh, a little a little bit different, maybe of a question? But were you on the field uh, late in the game because it looked like somebody from the broadcast got hit with a water bottle from Alfonso, Alfonso Davies? Just want to make sure it wasn't you. No. <laughs> It wasn't me. It okay. wasn't me. But everyone was getting hit with something. So thankfully, <laughs> I, I was safe. But uh, I, it doesn't surprise me. Um, hardcore take here. What are they? What do we do with the the Mexico team? Adam was defending them more along the lines of the translation of what they're chanting. I don't know if you have thoughts on that. But I mean, when when we start talking about we, we're not going to welcome them on our soil anymore. We're not going to let them play games here. That seems a little extreme to me. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, that's an area that I'm, I'm not an expertise as far as being in CONCACAF or the Mexican Federation or, or what to do about that. But obviously, um, you know, with all languages, you have words that have multiple meanings, and regardless, it can exude hate, so that has to stop. Um, so I think I think they need to get, uh, get stricter with it. I think there needs to be some sort of way to make this, you know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult process. I think that when we went on air on over the weekend for the final, that was something that uh, we were kind of wondering if the chant was going to happen in the third place game. That that would just have to call the game. And, um, eventually, actually, there 
there are so few Mexican fans that did show up for the game. So, I mean, if anyone was going to, you could definitely spot them. So we were also having a uh, starting to get a little bit more of a hardcore discussion about the men's national team and their chances uh, going forward in 2026, which I think is going to be their year. If they, if they don't compete in 2026, I don't know if, if they ever will. Um, but there is always the concern about striker. Flo, obviously the big moment with his first goal for the U.S. Is he going to be ready? I think – I think he's 20, maybe 21. Is he going to be ready in 2026 to take that mantle? Oh, absolutely. This, everyone is, the most exciting part is you have a golden generation of United States players, and they are guaranteed to play their World Cup because they've already qualified because it's at home. They're sharing, hosting it, Canada and Mexico. So this is going to be so exciting for the United States to host this generation. And, and Balogun is, is the real deal. This is the the man that they've been waiting for in this and at the nine. So this is very exciting. Yeah, and obviously uh, scoring that goal is, is a big moment uh, for his, you know, just making his mark and making a splash. I know the fans were very excited about that yesterday. What I guess what concerns would you have for the team at this point in their development? Obviously a couple years out, uh, but as the team shapes up in the roster, what concerns are there? Listen, that, that was a team that actually came in that you saw didn't even have, like, you're missing a Tyler Adams. You're missing yeah. Cameron Carter-Vickers. You're missing Tim Ream. These are all big-time players, and that's how deep they are. And then after the Mexico game, you lose two players to red cards. So, again, they're still very deep in, in what that team offers. And then the Gold Cup coming up, you're going to see some knowledge because it's going to be a different team, so you're going to see how deep they are in that realm as well. So as far as concerns I have, I I, the biggest concern going around right now, as far as like the Chiefs may, is um, with Greg Berhalter coming back. All right, let's build on that. Jenny Ruiz is with us, uh, part of the uh, broadcast with Paramount Plus, and of course over at UNLV. Um, what do you make of bringing back Berhalter? Obviously, there were some serious allegations, and then there's also some player tumult to deal with. How easy is this going to be to kind of smooth over and move forward as one unit? Yeah, I think the most difficult. Part of it was that the news broke after such a monumental historic win beating Mexico 3-0. And so that kind of took a little bit of the thunder and the players are going back to the locker room kind of finding out then. Um, but overall, the player, this is something that the majority of players have been outspoken about that they wanted. Uh, so I don't think in that sense they are upset. The ones who maybe do have could be upset. I think that that's going to be, a, I guess for lack of a better term, a healing process for for Greg and those players to come together and kind of have deep conversations there. So, Adam, I want you to talk to Coach about – we were mentioning the strikers earlier, and you were talking about the strength of the team in the midfield. So I want to I want to talk about that a little more, but also the back end. Yeah. I mean, look, when you watch this team, and I, I'm sure, you know, seeing them up close, you got to see it even closer. Like, the structure, the organization. You mentioned some players missing, but, like, this is as good as they've been from – I think just a sound standpoint, like they they are where they're supposed to be at all times. They're they're a well oiled machine out there. It seems like they're really developing, and that's with all the coaching situations that have been happening, of kind of bouncing around a little bit. Like it's just very impressive how they play the game. I think even more than the talent they have right now. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I think that. Well, that was kind of my concern. Was you know they went they had two interim coaches, and you kind of wondered if they were going to keep that structure from Burhalter through. And that narrative that they kept saying, well, we're not changing anything. It's just business as usual. And you kind of wondered, was 
one of these interim coaches going to crash the car or was someone in this group going to just rise up and lead? And everything that I see like post-game uh, interviews, especially from Pulisic, and then you're seeing on social media some of these like locker room conversations and you're just, you, I cannot like highlight this man enough. Pulisic has, has been such a leader in the group. So he's really got what I call a white line mentality. When he's on the field, he's so fierce. He came alive in that Mexico game scores a brace, kicks down the corner flag, and just solidifies himself as Captain America. And then you see him, like, so polished in interviews, you know, and he's one of the ones who is really excited about Berhalter coming back. How, how good is Pulisic on, a, on an international stage? Like, how does he compare uh, two players around the world? Because he is so good. He's playing at such a high level right now. We saw it in both these games this weekend. He was phenomenal. Uh, where does he compare internationally? Well, I think what was really important about this game, listen, when he plays for the United States, he's, he's a beast. I think he's a beast at all times, but there's something special about when he puts that jersey on that he comes alive, and you saw it in the Mexico game. When this, like, he kind of individual moment, sails it over, and that's when he, he went a little bit beast mode. But those games, these, na- these Nations League games, were really important to kind of profile him, you know, for him to be, I guess, in a sense, in the shopping window for other teams so he can get a nice move maybe out of Chelsea and and maybe get to a team where he can get a little bit more playing time. Jenny Ruiz with us uh, from over at UNLV and, of course, uh, part of the TV coverage for uh, USA and Canada, a lot of uh, international soccer coverage. All right, so tell us what's going on with uh, with your group. With the Rebels? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in Rebels. <laughs> Um, I'm going into my fourth season. Um, I'm a UNLV alumni, so I have a special, special um, pulse in my veins for the Run in Rebels. Um, really excited for the group we're bringing in. Um, kind of have a better mix of young and old together. Really great leadership on the group, so we're really excited. How big is soccer in the uh, prep ranks here in terms of uh, trying to build from uh, within and close by? Um, for recruiting, is that, I'm so sorry. Yep. Yep. For recruiting. Um, listen, I think what's really important at UNLV is you search for diamonds anywhere you can under rocks, high and low. And I think that's what we've done. So we have a good mix of Vegas locals, um, that I'm really excited about. And we have a good mix of regional, um, and a couple internationals. We're bringing in one goalkeeper from Spain and one from, um, the Netherlands, and then we have an amazing local goalkeeper in Taylor Books. But um, it's, a, it's a really great group with a good mesh, and I think that this city is going to be really proud of them. This hey, let's close where we started. Um, your experience so far, you know, with uh, media and TV, what do you think so far? Are you enjoying it? Oh, my goodness. I get – I'm really new to it. So I, my PBS has been absolutely amazing, and they called me in to do the women's CONCACAF championship, so that was my first time. So this, actually, this in Nations League was my first time doing the men's game. Nice. Um, and goodness, I just get more nervous probably than I do when I was as a player. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I get used to it. You get used to it. You're, you're a pro. You know what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah, let's have you on uh, down the road. we got a lot of uh, you know, big events coming up. And uh, glad on uh, short notice you give us a couple minutes today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. There she is, UNLV women's soccer coach Jenny Ruiz, who was uh, has been doing some uh, Paramount Plus analyst work. So she had your back. She had your back. So beyond, well, but she, I don't 
know that Flo is ready for 2026, and yeah, she, she said, said he, he, he will be. What does so, that mean? Why won't he be ready? He is 21 years old. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking he was 20. So if he's 21, he'll be 24. He's a little closer. But, like, if you look at – even though Pulisic was great, you know, this last go-round, I don't think he was quite ready. That's why we've always been talking about 2026, right? And so if you have everybody else at a different level and they're all raising – and I, I think Balogun might be the most talented, phys- you know, just physically of, of any of them. So maybe he's ready a little sooner. But I just didn't think he was going to be at that level by then. But I guess if you do say, okay, everybody else is 27, 28, maybe you have one younger guy that can be ready if everybody else is kind of at a different maturity. Who's spot. Ricardo Pepe? <sighs> he, he's, I think he's going to be buried now. I mean, he's good. Uh, I thought he was like third or fourth maybe in their in their rankings in terms of well, where they wanted to be for 26. But, look, all the excitement is obviously on one guy. I just, I just don't know that he's going to be – I guess with this cycle to to lead up to it, there's going to be a lot of games to play. And he scored. Second game that he played for the U.S., he scored a goal. So um, that's good. But I just thought he was more for the future. Reminder, aces are on the floor this Wednesday. It is an early start. It's a uh, 12-30 tip-off. And Tyler Bischoff's going to be on the road hosting an Aces watch party, Buffalo Wild Wings, on the north side of town, 1925 West Craig. That's Craig and Commerce just down the road from the cannery as uh, – the Aces are in Phoenix on Wednesday to take on the Mercury 12.30 start, so Tyler will be out there for a couple hours right at tip. Uh, great food and drink specials at BWW. You can try the uh, new Blazing Knockout Sauce, and of course the uh, Wild Herd Kolsch is 3 bucks every day, and that's the big 22-ouncer. The Watch Party is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. Again, this Wednesday, Bischoff on the road, 1925 West Craig in the store. Uh, up there, Buffalo Wild Wings with Bischoff and the Aces. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right, I'm fired up for soccer. I'm fired up. Fired up. You, you told me you're right. I used to. I have no patience. You told me with the USA Soccer it was all pointing towards 2026 and my insistence on the striker and scoring goals and finishing. Okay, all right, all right. You and Coach Ruiz got me more in the fold. And the, the results were good this weekend. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yes. They were great. Yes. Now, I actually thought uh, there was a, a good – on Thursday, Pulisic created a couple of really good chances early and then just missed horrifically from in front. Like, he had an easy goal. And you could tell he was furious at himself. Right. And the next 10 minutes – he dominated the field. I like him. He, he really, crazy. he really is incredibly mature. Yeah, for a guy his age, like completely He's takes on that. Four now, completely takes on that mantle of being, you know, the guy for the U.S. team. Captain America, say his name. I don't like the Captain America thing. It's it's used too often. It is. Who wasn't Patrick Reed Captain America at one point? I think so. And he turned out to be just a complete Clint, creep. Clint Dempsey. Dempsey was. This is rapping. Yeah, you don't have to do it. it ca- everyone can't be Captain America. <laughs> Back into the bag. It's actually. Stick your hand in yeah, there, Dempsey's, Dave. Dempsey's a decent rapper. Yeah, he was pretty solid. For an athlete, he's not bad. Do you think he was as good as uh, Max Kellerman? Max Kellerman's pretty legit. Max was good back in the day. Um, good news for everybody. Uh, you know San Diego State wants to get out of the Mountain West, but because the Pac-12 can't get all the information together, San Diego State has a deadline of, what are we at right now? Whatever, the 30th. What the hell is today? 19th. So they got 11 days to inform the Mountain West are officially leaving. Uh, if they don't, then the exit fee goes from 17 to $34 million. So uh, let's see. Headline, Mountain West rejects 
exceptions requested by San Diego State as an eyes withdrawal. They asked for a month extension, and everyone I don't know if everyone, but uh, around the Mountain West are like, no, no, we're not we're not cutting you a break on the exit fee. How does that benefit us? And I've seen some San Diego State fans who, of course, have no idea what they're talking about, aren't involved in the process, are like, you know, they, like they better be careful. Could be payback. Payback? What payback? The whole sport's crumbling to different conferences. No, we'll take the $34 million. You have it. I would like if San Diego State came back and said, look, we needed some time because we were you know, still playing basketball late into, yeah, yeah, late into okay, the season. A little bit of trash so We didn't talk. really have much time to yeah. go through this. Sorry. Or we were further dealing with uh, Matt Ariza and his problems. We wanted to make sure it was all clear. No, they're not going to say that. They're su- not gonna... A lot of sensitive subjects being brought up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a tough one. It's been a very happy day. Yes. Just because just of my Bay Area Oakland A's rant, that's fine. You ca- You freaking stuffed it down. I'm proud of you because I know you're pissed. It's. I said I typed up some very angry <laughs> tweets and DMs to uh, our friend. I had a message last night, and it wasn't. Uh, it was a tweet where we were. I was tagged, and it, like a bunch of the politicians were tagged, and it was like something along the lines like, "How do you like getting your team with this terrible owner?" And I was like, "Yeah, we don't." <laughs> yeah. And I almost typed out like. Cofield and Company is probably the first radio show in history, and I would love someone to challenge me on this because I'm sure there's someone, there's a show that did it somewhere. But like, it's the first sports talk radio show I think ever that across the board in Mass was all like, no, we don't want, we don't want that major league team here. While every other city is like, yeah, please, we want a different. It one. helps my job. Every other show. Well, that, and that was. Well, we'll wait. We can wait. Honestly, one of my most no shows do that. One of the times I got most furious at Steve Yeager was when he said. This was our only chance to get it. Yeah, team. which is it's preposterous. They they, they might have told him. It's a preposterous. Bobby Manfred might have said that. Yeah, but if they bought that hook, line, and sinker, it's that's ridiculous. Stick your hand in there, Dave. That's it. That's it. We're escaping from it. Anything. We will stick with baseball, though. Uh, happy Father's Day, everyone out there. Was it? Yeah. How about uh, Chuck Culberson with the uh, Braves and his dad? Nice day for them. His dad came to the park sure. to, to not only watch his son on Father's Day, yeah. but was also going to be honored uh, because Culberson is local. Like, hey, you're a local player, made good, playing on the Braves. Why don't you have your dad throw out the first pitch today? So he shows up at the stadium, he's getting ready to throw out the first pitch, and then they tell his son, hey, by the way, we're sending you down to the minors. Oh, boy. And – Probably shouldn't have your dad throw at the first pitch either. <laughs> Where's the disconnect on that one? They couldn't manage it for one more day? I think they need, They actually brought up a guy that they played, I think. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they had to make the decision. So, I mean, to your point, like, yeah, you could have just waited, but I mean, if we need a guy in the we, lineup, we need a guy in the lineup. We were extolling the virtues of George McPhee, uh, and, and uh, you know, at times the Knights have been cutthroat. It's so. because Sean Murphy was hurt. Oh, okay. So they, had to bring up, they were bringing up a catcher to play and the, yesterday. The, the Braves are a really good organization. Yeah. They are. Cutthroat. I mean, 162 <laughs> games. Come on. Give it a break. Are we overdoing it here? Can we, is there a way to manage this? Or is, or is it true someone just forgot? I think that dad, have... was, that, that dad was there doing the first pitch and the ops people had no idea and they're like, oh, crap. No, I don't. Too late. I, don't th- I think that they as an organization said, we don't care. Have somebody else throw out the dumb first pitch, which they did. They had another player. Like, hey, is your dad here too to watch the game? Throw it out. That's what, that's what they did, which is fantastic. But I don't. I don't think the baseball people care at all. Why would you? Stick your hand in there, Dave. Cutthroat. That's all we're talking about. Cutthroat. 
Um, if there's a chance to smash an opponent with your loaded team, the Aces are here for us. <laughs> they really are. You love this. It's, I, do, I don't. I know you don't. It's Adam Hill is the only person in Las Vegas who's like, oh, the Aces are too good. I'm not comfortable with this. It's just not. It's not. No league integrity. No, it's I, fine. It's too much. It's fine. It's just not fun. I don't. I don't understand it the people. Fun. It's not. I don't understand the people. Like, eh, Aces won again today. Of course they did. Of course they did. They've got like MVPs as like the twelfth man on the Being team. Being Goliath is fun. <laughs> it's not. It's yes, silly. it is. It's silly. You're, you've never been Goliath, so you it's don't silly. understand. I'm it embracing this. No, I will. I will love the playoffs. I can't wait to watch, but it's gonna be great. But who? Who? How on earth can you care about a regular? Sorry, listen to the games right here. How could you care about a regular? We got tickets to give away too. Uh, how could you care about a regular season when you're just you're? It's like Alabama fans. I don't understand how they show up to watch them play Chattanooga. Like, yeah, we beat them again. Of course you did. Of course. What did you think was going to happen? You don't think like a fan. It's, it's I just silly. I just want to win. It's absolutely silly. They're so <laughs> unbelievable. I'm not trashing them. They're unbelievably good. The rest of the league has no chance to beat them. So what? So what's the point? Get better. Get As better. Someone who had to play against Gorman in high school, I would love yeah. to be Goliath. D- no, I, that was the same thing I said about that. Like, how do their fans show up to watch them stomp? Sorry, Shadow Ridge or some other goofy school around town. I'll use my own Silverado. Great. Oh look, Gorman wins again. All right, this is. Why would you care? Why would you like that? That's not competition. I don't care. I can't wait for the playoffs. It's gonna be fun. I, I guess. care about the sport. Like I, I what is it, what's going on with Griner? She heard. I don't know. Willie said something last week. I don't follow it closely. She got harassed in the airport. Is uh, yeah, we got we never got to that. Um, come on. There's no bigger sore loser in all of sports to watch Diana Taurasi potentially lose like 101 to 43 and then break a door or something. Yeah, let's go. Viva Las Vegas, Aces. Did you miss a show? Listen to podcasts from all your favorite ESPN Las Vegas shows at lvsportsnetwork.com. KWWN Las Vegas and KLAV Las Vegas. This is...